All right, it is that time once again. Let's hit the books. Part of the Hammer Betting Network alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, producer extraordinaire Zach Phillips. I am merely Brad Powers. Before we talk week two, before we recap week one, an incredible week one, maybe not for everyone's bankroll, although we did have a winning Friday night and we did have a winning Saturday here, even with a voided bet. Uh, so Kanish and I, obviously turned some things around before we get to anything we'll be talking prime time we'll be talking last night's big game let me remind everybody that hit the books is brought to you by BetStamp. love this cross promotion makes sense easiest way guys to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds we recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sportsbook for games, futures, players, props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash hit the books or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, it helps support the show. And guys, I'll start it right now. Make sure you're smashing that like button. We are trying for a record. We had a record number of viewership for this morning's show. We had a record number of viewership for the last show Kanish and I did on Friday. We did last Monday. We are continuing to set records here. And speaking of records, Kanish, how about the record that Florida State put on LSU? It was oh, baby. By an what a, first of all. Team. You got to go all the way back the entire poll era. No top five team has allowed 40, more than 45 points in a season opener. How about that second half performance by the Knowles, baby? I mean, that first of all, just when you thought this show couldn't get any better, the dulcet tones of Joey Kiss Crystal Clear. Cash those tickets. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, we, me and Zach were on the tech. We're ready to go, baby. This is, this is, uh, now this is a professional college football show. Now I'm ready. Incredible game last night. Uh, I thought, even with the second half block, game of the weekend, you were tweeting about it in the first half. Intensity was up. Talent flying all over the field. LSU, obviously, bunch of missed opportunities in the first half. Um, I was thinking you know, they were the better team. I thought, I know we were both on Florida State. I thought we were in trouble in that first half. Um, oh, I did too. That, that LSU, uh, you know, they were moving the ball and all that. Second half, Florida State, uh, what a statement half that was. Um, and man, oh, man. I will say, uh, now that they got that win in the bank, they got an ACC. I mean, obviously, they got the Clemson game coming up. If they get those two in the in the chamber there, um, I mean, they're they're flying into the play. It'd be almost hard for them not to make the playoff if they can get that Clemson game with that LSU win bank. So, uh, just uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was a game of the weekend, baby. So I did bury the lead. My goodness, what a difference a mic makes. <laughs> I, I am hearing you crystal clear, buddy. <laughs> not that I never have trouble hearing you. It's just not, it's not always crystal clear, but wow, kudos to the guys for finally solving the mic issue there. Uh yeah, I I was really worried first half because yeah, I mean me they, they looked like they were playing tight. There was obviously several penalties, even though they stopped LSU a couple times inside the red zone. I was just concerned. I mean, that usually a drive right before the end of the half spells doom. Uh, LSU had the momentum there. Uh, but, man, second-half adjustments for Norvell. They also switched up their offensive line a little bit. They, they, they put a couple new guys in there, got a lot more push. I thought the play calling was better. They rolled out Travis a little bit more. They used two, uh, two back sets. Uh, I don't, it was just uh, a bludgeoning in the second half, honestly. I mean, they did whatever they needed to do. Uh, Brian Kelly 
I mean, big game, big game BK. I mean, I, I've been trying to tell people for a decade plus. You told me, nah, it's that Catholic Midwest school. <laughs> nah, I'm telling you, it's the, a lot of it's Brian Kelly, second year quarterback. There he is. Yeah, he's not getting any. His second, it's same stuff you'd see at Notre Dame. Oh, Jane Daniels going to take the next step as the second year of the system. No, his quarterbacks never get better. Ian Book, all the Deshaun Kaiser, all these guys' best years were their first years. They get worse under Kelly. Also, I mean, I saw this story before. Harold Perkins out of position. He did the same damn thing with Jalen Smith in 2015, playing out of position. So that was well, really perplexing to say the least in terms of how they leveraged uh, him last night. And I know he's taking a lot of heat for it. Well deserved. And Kelly should be taking some heat. Harold Perkins shouldn't. He shouldn't be you got, uh, one of the best pass rushers in college football. You got him sitting back spying, put him in coverage. Are you kidding me? So we'll see if they can make some adjustments uh, rest of the season. But you're right. Major takeaway is four states. Jordan Travis right up top of the the, the national title future board, uh, Peisman board, and another showcase game here in a few weeks when they, when they travel to Clemson. A game that uh, you know from what I saw from Florida State. We'll see what Clemson has tonight, and we'll get to that game later. But uh, man, Florida State's obviously very live in that one because they were the bigger, stronger, deeper team and really wore down what I still think is a decent LSU team, not a national title contending team, but still a, a talented team. Uh, any other things from last night's game before we, we start talking prime time here? No, I was going to say, let's let's crack it open, baby. We got a, we got a lot to hit uh, to, to week one recap here. Yeah, so let's – I mean, the, the news of the weekend, I mean, I think across all the sports, was – Deion Sanders, Colorado, three touchdown underdog, going to TCU, winning outright. Uh, there were some fluky things that, you know, went on in the game, but no doubt about it. Colorado much better than expected, especially offensively. I mean, Shadur Sanders looked the part, 510 passing yards, multiple weapons. Dylan Edwards, the freshman that I've been raving about, four touchdowns for him. Travis Hunter, 129 snaps combined offense and defense. He doesn't will in the heat. Unbelievable performance from him. The other wideouts uh, performed well. Defense got a key stop late. Uh, TCU threw a couple of, of interceptions in the end zone. One of them was just an unbelievable play by Travis Hunter. Uh, man, Colorado, what, what are we doing? I mean, I upgraded Colorado's power rating. <laughs> yeah, uh, not, not good. It wasn't a good <laughs> result for the pocketbook uh, win totals. Although I couldn't. I couldn't get a, thankfully I couldn't bet a lot on those win totals. So it probably saved me that there was restrictions <laughs> on what I was able to bet at those times. Cause that was one was made in December. The other one I think was made in Mar uh, March or April. So I, I might've gotten protected there by the books, by them having limits on me there. Otherwise I'd gotten a little more eager, but yeah, I mean, win totals already in question. Or are they? I want to get your take on this. How much are we upgrading? We have to upgrade Colorado significantly. The question is how much? Because we can start talking week two, Nebraska. I'm not there yet with this Colorado power rating, how they're being priced in the market. I mean, this is going to be, you've already seen it earlier, and I've seen a few bookmakers tweet this. This is going to be like the most popular side in like the history of a college football regular season game, Colorado this weekend everybody's lining up to better. And I agree. I mean, you're talking about this game on the look aheads last week, eight and a half, nine, 10 yeah. Colorado, 10 point dog to now all, you know, they open at circa five point favorite trading three in the market. I think if you get above a three, it has to be a Nebraska. I'm not, no, I'm not going to go crazy. Cause I, I did not love what I saw from Nebraska really week one either. This isn't going to be like the, you know, the, the fade, the public of all time, but 
what did we see? And now I have the Colorado offense, obviously extremely dynamic, looked better than, than I th- obviously, you know, thought it would there. We're able to kind of score a will. They were a bit fortunate uh, with TCU in that game. And I thought the, the one thing we said about this Colorado defense was it was going to be very poor. And I think it was, and I think yeah. this is going to be, you know, a team that goes back and forth all year, you know, that, that type of, has these high flying games, um, is it, if you're gonna if you're gonna suck, be exciting, and that's what they are. And I don't think yeah. they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna be a bowl team, but uh, they're gonna play these up and down games, you know, all season. So it's great for the sport, great for content, great to watch. Um, but I, I'm I'm leaning with you. Yeah, I had to, you know, if there's a, a three and a half out there on Nebraska, um, that's got to be it's it, it just it has to be a play. I think Matt Rule can come up with the type of game plan to at least limit. This Colorado offense, uh, I trust, especially after what he did week one. Um, and I, I still, I don't think, I think they, I think they're going to ugly it up. They're going to go on some man ball. They're going to make, make Nebraska. I think it's going to be a very different style of game this week than what Colorado just played. Uh, and so, yeah, at, at a three and a half, it, it has to be a buy for me. As in a show play, or are we going to wait are and you, see are the you, public guys it up now, later in the what, week? Do you think this line is stopping at three and a half. Uh, I mean, it's a buy for me. I already bet Nebraska, uh, but I'm just wondering, cause I saw the tweet from bet online. Uh, yep. I'm just wondering if it goes up. I mean, uh, sooner or later, if you're getting so much action, I mean, obviously you gotta, you don't want too much liability. And I guess there is legitimate liability now on Colorado. Uh, do we want to revisit it later? That's the question. I'll leave it up to you. Cause I, I'm with you. I, I'm not, you know, I upgraded Colorado's uh, power rating six points. I don't do that with any team. I, I just don't do it. So, and I'm still with Nebraska favored by two. Uh, yeah, I, think, I, I would, I think so. you'll see, I agree with that. I think you'll see some, I, I, worst case, I think at Friday, we're still sitting at three uh, at the worst number, even if it's. So what do we do? Five. So, uh, I mean, if, if you want to lock in a three and a half. Ah, forget, let's, let's start off the show. Three and a half, Nebraska. Let's fire away. That is a show bet for us, Nebraska plus three and a half. Because I will say this, uh, a couple of things. Nebraska, I upgraded their power rating, dominating Minnesota at the line of scrimmage. Nebraska, very misleading uh, loss, should have won. I mean, they, they covered a point spread down three turnovers in a game. That's very tough to do. If you're, plus, if you're minus three in turnovers, the chances of you covering a, a football game are like l- less than 10%. So I, I, I think people needed to upgrade Nebraska's power rating, and it doesn't look like the market did that. I think they upgraded Colorado too much. Just change a couple plays in that game. I mean, the two interceptions in the end zone, a missed field goal, I mean, certainly we are upgrading Colorado's power rating, but if they lose the game instead of winning it outright, is everyone is all this hubbub uh, about Colorado? I'm not sure that that's the case. I also think this. Let's go back to last year, TCU. Uh, you know, went 12-0 and in the regular season. But that had the characteristics and the st- statistical profile of a team that was eight and four, nine and three. And this year's team is worse than last year's team. If you if you you know value returning experience or lack thereof for TCU losing a, a guy you know an all leader in, in Max Duggan. So that that this might be a six and six, seven and five TCU team that everyone's pumping up that Colorado just beat. So uh, let, let's put that in perspective as well. But you know I'm I'm going to tip my cap. I mean on, on Colorado. You know, RW fan 23 in the chat. Would you bet Colorado's win total over five and a half? I wouldn't. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not that I'm down on Colorado, but have you watched the rest of the Pac 12? 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if there's a layup on their damn schedule outside totally of, agree. you know, Nebraska and Colorado State are going to be maybe two of their easiest games coming up. And then after that, there's not a gimme. The, the Pac-12 hasn't lost a football game yet. With USC 2-0, and they're 13-0 and combined, 10-3 and against the spread. I mean, Pac-12 has looked really good. Even the bottom, I thought Stanford looked like a very, you Absolutely. know. Yeah, they look like a legitimate football team. They upgraded significantly at head coach. Uh, so, yeah, no, I would not be betting over five and a half. I'll be honest with you. I'll look at prices. My, I'm feeling a little cocky. Um, probably Uh-oh. go under again. We double under- dipping? Double dipping. I want to. I want to get a little more on that under five and a half. So, uh, yeah, we'll double dip there. Uh, under for me there on Colorado's win total. Uh, let's get to that. Unless you got some final thoughts on Colorado. Just that we what we said. Chandler Morris ain't it. Like we said no, last year, game one. I mean, game one when he struggled versus a Colorado team that was the worst FBS team in the league. Like he, I don't think he's he's the answer. I didn't think it last year. Still don't think it, and I don't think they have another quarterback on the roster. So I think it'll be a long year for TCU. Um, having to you know still still run him out there. And man, the the Kendall Bryles experience, which I, I, I there was a time when I thought he was like a top five coordinator in uh in all of it, and. It just seems like he's he's kind of trended in the wrong direction. I'm not sure what happened there, but yeah, big arrow down on TCU. Um, and hey, at least it'll be good for for football. The only the only other take I would have is, do you like, you know, Colorado got criticized for that massive portal revamp. Texas State, another team oh, yeah. that we'll talk about, massive portal revamp. Uh, if anything, like, is this going to even take the portal volume to the next level where these teams yeah. that, that were in the dump? just completely turned over a roster and they both pulled massive upsets week one and look, you know, so um, I think it could even have some reverberations just on even more college football for, you know, more volumes, more transfers, all that. I have to read the rules and maybe someone in the chat can clarify, but I think it's the first year coaches are allowed to do, do it with so much turnover. I'm not sure like somebody in year five is able to do what, you know, we saw Lincoln Riley do at USC, Brian Kelly at LSU last year, and so far Dion at Colorado and uh, GJ Kenny at Texas State. And uh, let's good. That's a good segue. How about you, professional broadcaster with a professional mic, Joey Kanish? Let's segue <laughs> to the, the biggest upset we've seen in college football. Not only this last weekend, but exceeds any upset we saw in college football as far as an outright upset in any of the games last year. We have Texas State at twenty-six and a half point underdog wins outright against Baylor and there wasn't much flukiness in the game to be honest with you that oh. you text you texted me but we're still in the first half you're like hey Texas State's gonna win this game I would it wasn't on one of my TVs but uh kudos for you for you, you I mean I got the proof it was in the second quarter you're like Texas State's gonna win so uh interesting uh you know and a lot of it is the fact of what you already mentioned it, Colorado had the most transfers second most uh, Texas state. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that Baylor had a grasp on what they were trying to do. Didn't look like they did a very good job of scouting. And, uh, w- what do we make of Texas state moving forward? This was a team. I also bet under a win total. I thought four and a half was a lot for a, a group like this. Now I, I looked at my projections. I got them going to a bowl game already, just like that. So, uh, with that being said, similar to Colorado, I upgraded them five points. I can't get their power rating to bet them this week. In fact, I bet UTSA laid 10 and a half with the UTSA team that, you know, suffered a misleading loss uh, against Houston, a, a game that, you know, you look at the box score, they should have won. So very similar situation to the Nebraska-Colorado game. 
I'm right there with UTSA, uh, Texas State. I laid it with uh, UTSA. What say you? No, I mean, this, this is uh, obviously, you know, a massive imprint. You know, when I was looking at that, I was like, the size on this Texas State defense, like, is so, like, Baylor wasn't able to get the run game going. Yeah. Um, and you're like, man, this is, you know, it, it was like a UMass uh, type of level where you're like, I haven't seen this team with this level of player in, 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 you know, since I can remember. So obviously they're much better, but as you said, you know what? It you gotta have some contextual there where you know what, what what's happened with Colorado was a little bit of the uh, the Texas State here. Now I didn't as I didn't partake in this one as I you know we got some Nebraska. I didn't end up you know getting involved here with the the UTSA side, um, but I, I would agree that that'd be the the lean I'd have on it. And you know, do they? Say, I mean, Texas State and people are like, oh, they're gonna win the Sun Belt and that. It is a it's. It's, you know, a little bit um, probably of the hot take variety there. Um, but obviously they're they're much better. And I, you know, gone from a, what we thought might have been a three, four win team and a total rebuild to, um, you know, Kenny. I mean, he's, he's a great football coach. He does it. Like, that's what that's what you've you've mentioned this on the show before when you've talked about. How, look at what Stanford did. Boom. Got an elite FCS coach. Look at what in Texas. Yeah. State If you do that and you get some guys out of the portal. You can snap turn around these programs in one year in these days, um, and that's something I know you've been keen on in the in the past with telling uh, teams to go get. And, and I mean, it, it's it's real deal. These there's the guys you can coach out there, and I think that is if I was you know a, a G five or a lower you know power five program, that's the move I'd be making. This is in the weeds, and I'm not sure it'll probably go in flames now that I mention it. But I got Boston College next coach. They play they play him this week. Bob Chesney's over across at Holy Cross. Holy okay. Cross, yeah, yeah, he's got My Bob Chesney guy. I love him. Holy Cross. That's the next superstar that someone Our should go out South and get. Dakota State future last year was only in doubt in that Holy Cross playoff game where it was a close game in the third quarter because of Chesney going in there as a 28-point dog and almost pulling that upset. Yep, and they got everyone back, too, including that quarterback. That's Matthew Sluka kid that ran for like 100-plus yards on that tough South Dakota State. Yeah, I don't know why people don't look at FC. I'm now in a handicap and bet the FCS. It's, I mean, it's not the best to watch, but, man, the higher-level guys that get a lot of other programs, they can coach, folks. We're seeing it with Troy Taylor and, obviously, G.J. Kinney. And those two played in a great playoff game last year, 66-63. Yeah. That, look that one up on YouTube for highlights. That was great. All right, let's get to uh, some more. How about this? Live viewers right now. We are approaching 400 already. We are already almost at 100 likes. This would be setting records here already 20 minutes into the show. Love it. <laughs> Winning does help. Finally conditioned myself. We should have gotten more aggressive. I uh, should have put Stanford on the card last Friday night. Uh, that, that was a no sweat there. Yeah, yeah. No Another game, and I promise at the end we'll talk tonight. We'll get some early thoughts on some of the biggest games we've won. Keep in mind, guys, we do do a Friday show. We'll, we'll run down everything. And keep in mind, there's not a lot of Thursday-Friday games, so we'll cover the entire card on Friday's show. Uh, wacky Wacker in the chat, Brad's Cal Bears. Oh, uh, baby. Got Hugh Freeze coming to town. Give me the Ooh, six and a half. Got, first, before you Freeze, you got you to gotta throw some dirt on the blue horseshoe there. I do. Uh he ran his mouth and I let him run his mouth. There we go. Yeah. How about, you know, that's another big take. Like everyone was concerned about all the unders were going to hit. We saw him hit that week zero. We saw him hit on that Thursday. And then all of a sudden, you know, judge jury and executioner came uh, calling on Saturday. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Fez, 
this got what he deserved. Uh, you know, I, I was going to get real mean and put out that, you know, that meme from the Joker. And what do you get? You get what you effing deserve. Uh, but I thought that was going a little too far. Uh, but uh, he ran his mouth a little bit. He got what he deserved as far as betting unders. And he also got what he deserved because he ran his mouth all week. The market hated my cow pick. It is what it is. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I, I still don't get that money on why all that money was on North Texas because they were going to wilt in a hundred degree heat. I mean, the quarterback play didn't matter. The quarterback play, he gets hurt. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for a bet getting voided. How did that get voided? I saw Zach rated as a boy. Anything. The passing game was, you know, with Ben Finley in there. Uh, obviously, you know, the first couple of drives with Jackson, they were really wanting to run it and don't get, they had no problem running with it, but they add in Finley and they were still able to pound it and get some more uh, offense going. So I don't, I, you know, it's, it's tough to say because we don't have enough of a sample of Sam Jackson to know, uh, you know, no. what the, uh, but hey, Finley was able to execute that, uh, that pretty well. And hey, uh, that'll be a phenomenal game this week for Sauburn with, uh, you know, be a high flying affair again. Oh, so that was a win. Zach is telling me uh, it was a win. It, I, I don't know. I think I woke up Sunday morning, looked at the bet stamp, and it was, like, voided. But, okay. Cool. No, it did because he started the game. So, okay, Jackson cool. started, had some stats. So, yeah, if you got that under in there, it was uh, it was a winner. Love it. Uh, and, obviously, Cal went up and down the field, did not will in, in the 100-degree Texas Heat, 25 nothing score, in fact, in the second half. Cal uh, running a lot of tempo. And we'll get to that. Some teams really running some tempo that you wouldn't expect. And I, I try to tell people, brought in a bunch of transfers, 20 transfers for, for Cal, running a, a you know a more aggressive offensive scheme that was did work for him when Spavital was the, the OC under Sonny Dykes there. So that's going to be a great game. I'm not sure that there's, you know, quickly, I haven't got to the window yet on the Auburn-Cal game as far as a side. I took a little piece on the over just because Auburn's got an offensive-minded coach. Cal's running more town. Ten- they ran 95 plays for Pete's sake. So I, I took a little over in that one. Uh, so that- that's from my early position there. Uh, North Texas, obviously way down on them. Uh, so much that I bet FIU, uh, the worst team in the country, I bet FIU against North Texas this week. I thought that was too many points. Uh, I'm glad Blue Horseshoe got, got what he deserved, though. That, that-, that felt good. It <laughs> shut him up. He was pretty quiet because I got 20 or 30 texts leading up to that game. Didn't get much. He was He was humbled. I, you would think a guy 40 years in the industry would just learn. I mean, you just – you want to talk, talk after the season's over. My God, and we're just getting started, man. Are you kidding me? Uh, let's go to RWF fan uh, in the chat. Thoughts on SMU plus 17 against Oklahoma. I mentioned this because Oklahoma had a dominant win, 73 nothing. They certainly look much improved. We'll see how terrible Arkansas State is. I am not – uh, there yet on SMU. In fact, I, I I think I forgot to tell you to bet Oklahoma was 14 yesterday at FanDuel. I forgot to put that one on your list, but uh, 17, I think, is the fair number. What uh, what do you make of this game, Quigley? Yeah, you know, it, it was, I think it's right. Trading right around, uh, you know, probably goes back and forth, 16 and a half, 17, mostly like 15 and a half, 16 now. Um, I know there was a, a quick 18 popped and uh, there was a guy I worked with that, that was a buyer there, but I agree. With, I mean, it, it's kind of a little bit both dominant performances. Uh, you know, it should yep. be, a, again, a fun game to watch. I'm just not sure how much stock to totally put into, you know, the uh, the Oklahoma revamp as of yet. Kind of a yeah. expected performance from SMU, um, but I don't know know exactly how, you know, how good Oklahoma uh, is. I kind of want to see it a little bit more um, before I'm, I would be, you know, laying this kind of number. Trip in the chat. Nick Kanish, how was your burning man? 
I goes, yeah, hope, thankfully, uh, yeah, we didn't make it out to Burning Man or we wouldn't be doing this show. Uh, or we'd be, uh, you know, stuck in the mud somewhere uh, high on shrooms or something. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't make it. Hopefully, uh, everyone gets out of there alive. The Onion Man in the chat really want to see a plus seven on Texas Tech. There were some out there. I think there was even, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even some seven and a half yesterday. I know everyone gets on me. Oh, well, I couldn't bet 20 grand at that number. So, you know, why would you ruin the board? I mean, I kind of get some of the buyback on Texas Tech, but you and I were texting late Saturday night. I don't know, man. I didn't like what I saw from Texas Tech. I mean, I no killer instinct. They're up 17 nothing. We both thought they were going to run away with that game. We, you know, one of our losers, very unfortunate. Well, we had the under, obviously, it goes over uh, in double overtime. And then, I mean, all we needed was one of the field goals to be made for, for Texas Tech just for them to get out of there alive with a three point win. Uh, but I didn't see it. I mean, it wasn't, I don't think there was much. Yeah, I know the kicker was missing field goals and stuff, but I didn't see it at the line of scrimmage like I wanted to. I didn't see the pass defense. I mean, when Andrew Peasley's, oh, you know, lighting them up, throwing it, looking like a, uh, you know, a decent quarterback in the past game. Uh, what the hell do you think Oregon's going to do to him? So, I, I mean, I know it's the inside out handicap, not as good as what you saw from Oregon last week. 81 to seven is a big number. Texas Tech gets outright upset against Wyoming. I, I didn't bet it. I mean, I get it. It's going to be the, the sharp handicapper of the pick of the week. I'm out there. Are you? I mean, no, because I mean, when we, we were 17, nothing, our only, you know, my only thought was like, well, I hope, I hope they don't score too many to, to ruin this, uh, ruin this under here. Thought it was going to be like 49 to three. Instead, they don't score again until, you know, at the death to send it to overtime. And it looked, the offense just completely stalled out. You know, Wyoming went to kind of like that, that soft zone, uh, and Texas Tech, they just couldn't do anything after those first couple drives, um, couldn't run the ball on Wyoming as and as you said like let Wyoming when you're letting the Wyoming pass offense throw it around on you uh you got you got some issues there so yeah I'm I I I agree with you there were there were some warning signs there more so than just like after that start it wasn't just like bad fortune or bad luck obviously a couple of missed field goals they probably should have won the game um but they didn't deserve to cover uh after that and and got outplayed for for you know the most of the last three quarters. So yeah, I don't know. I've got some warning flags up there too. Um, so that this one is probably uh, yeah, just kind of a, a sit out for me because I know the numbers up there. You know, if you, if you would ask me before Saturday, would I have played seven? Yes, absolutely. But there's some there's some flags there that uh, I think are I think are concerning. Yeah, I think I, I get maybe talked in at seven and a half, but it wouldn't yeah. still wouldn't be a big bet for me. How about Peasley on that? You know that touchdown in, in overtime. They come with a blitz. He hits that out route. He couldn't even complete a screen pass last year. <laughs> I mean, he's facing the blitz. Boom! He hits. I mean, that was impressive. I mean, at that point when I knew I when we had lost the, uh, the the total, I lost the Texas Tech pre flop ticket. I was kind of room for Wyoming at that point, even though I got a win total on uh, under Wyoming, which is dead. The Texas tag over, that's dead. So that was a, a really shitty result for me, but it is what it is. I, you know, I went to Wyoming last year. I, I kind of related with it. It was kind of cool because I could picture, you know, when I was there. So that was kind of neat for them. Good for them uh, for Wyoming. Uh, let's get to some more questions here. Uh, we did see a lot of late scoring. And for as much as I gave crap to Fez about it, uh, the unders losing, there was four or five that lost in the final seconds. I have a theory on that, it might be not worth a crap, but I, I was thinking about it. 
uh, James Franklin being the one that, that stood out to me oh, on Saturday night because you and I cost us it cost uh, a lot of people the total. Yeah, but you and I it cost us the side. He decides to score a touchdown with six seconds left uh, when the when he could have take, taken a knee. Obviously, Penn State gets the cover. Uh, more importantly, Drew Alar looked good. I had my questions about him. Looked good. He rose up to expectations, and a lot of people were giving me sh- shit on Twitter. But I mean, I. I don't hold grudges. I just didn't like what I saw in the spring game. And, you know, they weren't wild about him in fall camp. He, he, you know, Saturday night under the lights, he looked great. Uh, You know, so, you know, kudos for them for getting the cover. I was kind of pissed that that, that Franklin did that. Here's the theory. I think coaches are pissed about the new rules because it's taking away plays from teams. Chip Kelly even mentioned it in, in one of the interviews. And here's my thought process. I think we see more late scoring. They are going to continue to run their offense through all four quarters, even with the backups, even if they're up, even if the starters are in, they're just going to run the damn offense because they've lost a possession or two. And I just don't think you get the conservative play in the fourth quarter like we used to. That was my thought process because we saw Florida State do it last night. I've seen some of the other coaches out there just continue to run offense right until the final whistle. What say you on that theory? No, I agree. And you know what? Even to add, I see a few people in the chat too of like coaches being a little bit more aware of the spread now. Franklin definitely one yeah, of them. That's a good point. Um, and, and if you got a chance to punch it in and cover at home, why why wouldn't you? Nobody like the whole like I'm gonna kneel and that that is like dead in college football. I say I, I agree with you when you combine the fact that they want to get as many reps as possible. You got kids, you know, that want their rep. They don't want to. You want them to enter the portal. You want the backup QB. You want a guy get as many guys as you eat as you can. And if you have the chance to score late and cover the number in your own stadium where you know that uh, yep. you know Pennsylvania's betting's legal, probably a hundred thousand people in that stadium got a you know Penn State ticket, punch it in. So uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of with you there that I think uh, you, you'll see a little bit more uh, more of a, just like late people running their offense. Speaking of that, we also saw in the afternoon game uh, yesterday. Uh, Oregon State's backup comes in there. He's really good. That child's kid's the future of that program. They continue they to run good. their offense. San Jose State's got a quality backup. That Butterfield kid was originally at Oregon, borderline five-star kid. They run right down the field. So uh, that one was if you bet the under, and Mr. Fezzik did, uh, you know, kudos. You got what you what deserve. No, I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that to be mean, but uh, you got to watch that. They, they, I, I did not see conservative play calling there. And you're right, James in chat and Kanish. Franklin knows a point spread. This isn't the first time he's done something like yep, this. Yep. So he's well aware. I got to keep that in my thought process. Uh, West Virginia, I don't I, I thought they were okay. Um, you know, I, I didn't do much with their power rating. Maybe a slight downgrade. I didn't like some of the – I just – it's G5 shit with the little merry-go-round. I know Andy Reid does it, but he can do whatever he wants. He's Andy Reid. I just – I, I see it from some of these coaches coming from the group of five. They run stuff that they were still doing at group of five. I hate that, that gimmicky crap. Uh, let's go. Uh, big news. I, I think coming this weekend um, in the chat, uh, UCLA, uh, uh, Gil D'Albora. I hope that's it. Uh, UCLA over 48 and a half lock of the week. It's tough betting overs on San Diego State games, but San Diego State's defense is not good. No. They benefited from Curtis Rourke not playing, and still the backup was going up and down the field, just couldn't punch it in. Idaho State put 28 on them. I mean, that was t- – San Diego State's a bad football team. I watched that game late Saturday night. I bet UCLA laid nine on the open, would still lean that way at 13, even though it's moved four points. I made it 14. 
Dante Moore, another surprise. If you're watching late Saturday night, he comes in, basically saves UCLA in the game. Forget the cover. Yeah. Uh, he saves, uh, you know, they were on, they were on tilt there and might have, might, might have lost that game if he doesn't come in and really threw a nice ball there. And I expect Dante Moore to be the starting quarterback this week. What do you think? I mean, that's your boy right there in your neck of the woods. I agree. I uh, I think, I mean, I, just saw, I, I saw I had a couple of tweets. I like how when he didn't get the start, uh, I remember seeing in the chat, like how long before he transferred. I agree. I think, Gar, I mean, Chip's, Chip's got to make the move now. You, you saw a massive difference between the two guys there. Uh, and you won't listen. You got to even if he had, you know, he had an interception that you got to let him make. Uh, the mistakes because at the uh, you know at the end of the season I think that'll pay dividends where you know this guy can be uh you know the I don't want to say maybe Kayla Williams is a little bit of a overreact but I think you know next year the year after he can be Heisman type of level quarterback you know first yeah. round pick type of that so yeah I don't um you know I don't I, you you might get some early uh you know uh you know mistakes out of the way in that and may not you know be you know, the elite team uh, to start the year. But I think, you know, hey, at the end of the, the season, you'll be seeing, uh, you know, Dante Moore being a pretty solid quarterback. And even then, he looked better than than the other options they had already. So I'm, I wasn't as high on UCLA as some others there, you know, to start the season. I'm, I would say I'm still not, but yeah. um, I think going to Moore is the right move and you'll see him improve throughout the season. Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, yeah, I'm high on, you know, the, the, there's a chance they could be better, but everyone looks better uh, mm-hmm. in the Pac-12. I thought Oregon State really looked good yeah. at San Jose yeah. State, considering we had two comparable – I mean, San Jose State played USC and Oregon State back-to-back. I actually was a little bit more impressed with Oregon State's performance against San Jose State on the road than I was with USC. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there's an easy out this year in the Pac-12, with the exception maybe Arizona State's the team that, that, that that's going to be really poor. We'll find out this week. Really good data point, I think, judging where Oklahoma State and Arizona State are going to go in the rest of the season. Give yourself a round of applause, Kanish. Extraordinaire uh, producer, Zach Phillips, everyone watching. We smashed right through 100 likes. Congrats to everyone viewing. Really appreciate that, guys. Let's see if we can set a record here in the final uh, half hour plus here of the show. Uh, Dakuchi bets. I think that's how you say it, Dakuchi. Am I a masochist for betting Sam Houston State again after a house shoemaker oh played against BYU? God. I know you were watching this game because there's another game you were texting me about. Uh, no, I bet Sam Houston State plus 17 on the open. I would still lean that way at 15. I think anything above 14, I, I would take them. I think their defense is legit. I like I just I was watching this game uh with uh Texas back forth the, the sports cheetah he's a BYU guy uh I had some <laughs> Sam Houston State uh in some of the round robin with the money line there it was 7-0 and it's like this team like just cannot put together a drop like that shoemaker how could you go into the season again with that kid as a strike? I know they tried Grant Gunnell and he couldn't get win the job Find somebody and find a, a FCS quarterback to get, you know, throw him some 50K to come be the quarterback. I mean, their offense, I, I was expecting, uh, you know, at least a minute. They couldn't run the ball. The Shoemaker kid, I do, they do have a legit defense. I couldn't do it. I, when I saw 17 at open, I'm with you. I'm like, oh my God, am I really going to? I couldn't do it. I literally like had to physically walk away from the screen because <laughs> I didn't want to bet. I, I was texting people Saturday night. I'm not betting Sam Houston again until they change quarterbacks. Um, that was a brutal game. No, I'm glad we got the cover. I'm glad we got the under and all that. Um, they couldn't cash them. They probably should. They could have won that game if they had like yeah. some type of pulse on offense. But, oh, my God, it was that tough to watch. Uh, he is I, – I'm 
He like like he has no athletic mobility. Threw a couple of horrific picks. I don't know how. I mean, they got to try somebody else. I don't know what to say other than like you have to. Whoever else is on the roster, like do an open tryout. Give me somebody else. Tony Pizzuto in the chat. Dog is UConn plus three. If you're watching some cross promotion here earlier this morning, UConn was the selection uh, that I gave out. The one. Now we started. It was Labor Day. I know even Kanish was asleep. He didn't get his pumpkin brew yet. His five uh, <laughs> cups of pumpkin brew, nitro, whatever the hell you get, man. Uh, yeah, a little early for Joey K. <laughs> and so, and you're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. I'm gonna bitch for two seconds, man. Saturday. I, I got so many people running for me on the East Coast. They're not – I'm up before them. I mean, like an hour or two, and, and they're sleeping. What the hell is with you young kids, man? I mean, I'm on the West Coast, and I'm up before you guys. Come on, man. Let's go. Season starts. Uh, one HP in the chat. I like Tulane plus seven and a half. Pratt seems really good. Running game didn't fall off. Uh, I mean, I was like the only one that liked Tulane last Saturday. I cashed it. Felt okay about it. I thought – I. You know, there were some opportunities for for South Alabama, yeah, certainly with some turnovers, right but though. I thought Tulane was the right side in, in that one. So, uh, but that being said, even though I thought I was high on Tulane that game, I'm not on this game. I bet Ole Miss on the open. I uh, would I bet it at seven and a half? No, I. But the, I wasn't the only one betting Ole Miss last night and this morning. So I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I agree. There's, I know uh, a number of people who were were on this uh, up to a touchdown. So. Yeah, I think uh, if anything, if, if you're if you want to bet Tulane, probably uh, you know pump the brakes and let uh, let some more money come in on uh, Ole Miss. Plus eight and a half at Sport Trade, New Jersey. There, uh, a little bit extra juice there, minus one seventeen. Shop around, but yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the, I figured that would be the case on almost not that we're down on Tulane. I, I liked what I saw there. Uh, Charles Saul in the chat, Brad, you wearing the rebels gear. Cause you're going head to head with Kanish's Wolverines this week. <laughs> Speaking of head to head against you got the Wolverines. The dub. I, hey, man, I don't know. I was so worried, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> At the end, I was like, man, I'm going to lose uh, a, a score here in the final. I had to hang on for dear life. Not sure that I had the right side. You got me more onto it actually after we had already went head to head. Uh, you got me more on that play when you're talking to me about the injury report on Friday's show. Uh, so much that I released it the, the the clients. Uh, but your information was correct. I'm not sure the result was that great because East Carolina couldn't do much. Man. But uh, Zach, you had the th- didn't you have a, a tweet to pull up uh, here the, the honoring the fallen hero Harbaugh? There we go, baby. There you go. Free free Harbaugh has. Hashtag- I got to get one of those. I don't know who's making them, but give me a free Harbaugh shirt. If you know where one is, I'm, I got to get a few of those. Uh, Cause yeah, that was uh enjoyed it. I man, they, um, East Carolina, like Garcia just can't, he couldn't do anything. They were switching quarterbacks. No. They couldn't run the ball at all. I thought their passing offense would be a little bit better. Um, and man, JJ McCarthy looked like, Ooh, look out, baby. He looked, uh, he looked real deal. He was really locked in. Um, that was as accurate as I've seen him uh, in a Michigan uniform. So uh, uh, there, people are excited in Ann Arbor, I'll tell you that, and including this guy, especially after what we saw uh, from the folks in Columbus. So um, yeah, it's uh, I don't I didn't have a play though on the UNLV game. I thought the you know it, I almost at thirty eight and a half on the soft open decided pull it didn't I think thirty five's uh, about right. Late thirty four with the blue. 
Okay, there you go. There yeah. you go. I, you know, I was looking for. I yeah. didn't find, but yeah, I would agree. If I if I see uh, under thirty five again, I will. Uh, I'll join you. That's where I'm at. I bet over too. I mean, also, guys, you don't have to be that smart. I mean, I'll tell you something to do when you're betting early in the week. You don't even have to. You don't have to have your own power rings or anything. Look what got steamed significantly uh, the week prior, uh, especially if you end up, you know, getting multiple weeks of it. One of the biggest movers was UNLV. The total went up like. 10 points from the open who's betting FCS guys like me are betting FCS public's not. So yeah, you, you should have probably gotten a UNLV over ticket in this game. They are running a much more up-tempo offense. Look good. Actually, UNLV uh, look competent. I actually bet against them last week uh, and lost that, that ticket there, but let's transition from Michigan who looked the part, especially in the first half to an offense in Columbus uh, didn't look the part looked, Looked like a different team program. I mean, I didn't watch it play for play, but it was on one of my screens. And my goodness, I did not see a dynamic offense um, in Ohio State's win. Defense did look okay, but it was just Indiana. What's your thoughts on the Buckeyes? I think for the first – my thoughts, and I texted you this, I think for the first time in, what, a decade? that that They don't have that it player at quarterback right now. I'm I'm, I'm with you there. And you know what? I'll I'll even bring it a little further. I think this is a nine and three, eight and four Ohio State team. Oh wow! I'm going there. I think they're losing at South Bend. I think they're in trouble versus Penn State, and I think they're gonna walk into Ann Arbor and walk out without a football coach because Ryan Day ain't getting back on the bus there. It's the worst Ohio State offensive line I've seen in a long time. It's the first time, as you said, they don't have a quarterback in a long time. Yeah. I don't believe in Jim Knowles as this elite defensive court. Defense looked a little better, but, uh, I mean, it, it, well, it good, I still think it's at best uh, an above-average Big Ten defense. I think this team is in trouble. I think Ryan Day is in trouble. Because um, what is what is their bread and butter that they've done in their system? Is pass pro, elite quarterback. It doesn't matter how many NFL wide receivers they had if you can't get them the football. Um, and I'll tell you what. I think this team is uh, – and listen, I know people are going to say Michigan's – let me tell you something. This is not I, – I would be more worried about Penn State right now than I would about Ohio State because I don't think what they have is – I don't think the tackle wow. position is fixable. I don't think the quarterback yep. position is fixable. And I think they're going into South Bend and losing that game in Notre Dame in a few weeks. I think it's Notre Dame – fire Ryan – let me tell you something. They're going to be chanting <laughs> fire Ryan Day as soon as – after that game in Ann Arbor this year, baby. I'll tell you that right now. Wow. I gotta watch. I'm one of the games I'm gonna watch tonight is that one because uh, I, I I thought the left tackle a couple of times just totally whiffed uh, on some plays. You know what it looked like? Looked like Trestle ball twenty three to three. That's how Trestle used to win, but it's not two thousand five anymore. No. Games aren't, aren't shouldn't be played like it. He was totally comfortable playing like that. I'm not sure Ryan Day and his Big Twelve program, uh, pun intended, there uh, are gonna be satisfied trying to win games like that. I don't know, man. That was not good at all, in my opinion. And I, I bet Indiana in the game, so I still was not expecting that. Uh, we'll see this week. Youngstown State Youngstown State took money in the market big time last week. I was part of it. They crushed uh, Balpo, a uh, terrible team. But my, I'm anxious to see what that number is because I'm going to tell you another takeaway. Uh, man, I'm not even going to say it. We'll save it for Friday because uh, there, there was a book putting out FCS games that was making mistakes. I'll just put that out there. Uh, if you're following along the market, there was a trend. That was but you could have easily taken advantage of. Uh, let's go to a couple more here, and, and we'll, we've got another half hour here if people want to continue to send comments. Uh, any new win total from Tom 
peak. I haven't looked at these. Any new win totals on DK? Caesars? You like? Have you gotten you jumped in? I, I scanned them through today, but I didn't really do a deep dive in. It was kind of busy, like betting the, uh, you know, like that, just just betting the board today uh, in a yeah. number of fashions. I mean, we'll kind of dig into those uh, a little bit probably tomorrow. Uh, and then maybe we'll have something for for Friday. Yeah, so I'll do that as well. Post win totals. I'll make a note. Uh, RW fan twenty three on that same front. Domestic sports book reopening Kansas under six and a half plus money. I mean, I had made that bet already, so I'm not going to double down on that one. Uh, what, did you bet Kansas win total at all this summer? I haven't. Um, I did. I did. We obviously bet them uh, for the Thursday game coming up. Uh, and I still, I know we got um, a little bit of uh, the, the soft number, but uh, I still at, at minus three, I still lean Kansas. Um, I know you were, uh, you were a, uh, a you know, and there was a little back and forth between the fighting Illini Toledo game. I thought for a second there it was going to suck out a cover, but yeah. I was, I was not, I was not particularly impressed with our uh, with fighting, and I was from a guy that was a also a uh, a Big Ten West uh, you know futures holder. I did not yeah. did not think that was a great performance from them. Uh, and there were this like at Texas Tech, there was some alarm bells going off there in terms of uh, especially on defense. That was the shocking part to me. Yeah. Uh, th- that they gave up what they did on defense. Uh, so that was one of our losers. That was on me. I gave out Illinois. I didn't even have closing line value. We had negative closing line value. Although I'll say this, I was actually just starting to, to get by Saturday night. I was I was looking at all my plays that had negative closing line value. I was like, <laughs> man, this might be a winner than the way today's going. But Illinois was not the case there. Uh, yeah, th- there was a point where I thought we'd be okay there in the fourth quarter, but it didn't last long at all. Toledo was absolutely the right side. I didn't even make case Toledo probably could have should have won the game outright. They had to hit that. Uh, Illinois in their final scoring drive ahead and hit that fourth down play down the field, 30 yards. I mean, the chances of completing that are like 10%. So uh, oof, that was rough. So yeah, thank you for everyone watching. Kanish is a really good guy. He helped me get down some of these openers. Believe it or not, Circus not the world openers really anymore. <laughs> There's some books. Hey, they're going to get aggressive. And I'll just put it this way. The, I, I don't know if the bookmaking uh, is even at Circus level. And they're going to release them even earlier on Sunday morning. Kanish is going to take advantage of him. So I thank you for that, Kanish. That was a good Sunday morning uh, little birthday present if they win. They should. <laughs> we got some value there. Uh, A.R. Tucci in the chat. Notre Dame minus seven against NC State. No, I, I think seven's about right. Uh, I know Circa opened six. Somebody beat me to it. So I was betting a total. Uh, nah, seven seems right. I got to be honest with you. I'm anti-Notre Dame. I'm worried that they haven't gotten punched back yet uh, playing two tomato cans. But man, I'm worried NC State don't doesn't have the athletes. I'm I mean, Notre Dame, I mean, they don't know who do they have on the outside, running back or wide receiver. I mean, you hey, can't yeah. do separation against Connecticut. You're gonna do it against Notre Dame. I don't see it. And man, Notre Dame just a lot of sloppy. I've watched this for two weeks now. A lot of sloppiness. I mean, Notre Dame's like, I mean, they were a little bit sluggish early, which is to be expected coming off of Ireland, but there's hardly any penalties. Um, hardly anything stupid. Their backups get in there. I mean, they're just, they're kind of a well-oiled machine. They haven't played anybody yet, but they, they've done, when you cover a 49 point spread, uh, being Notre Dame, I mean, you did something on, on every level. So, uh, I, I would lay seven to be honest with you. Have you bet that game yet? Uh, you know what? There was a little early look ahead that was that was under uh, a TD on that Saturday. I think grab yeah. six and a half. If it goes back under seven, I agree with you. I'll pick up a little bit more uh, ND there. Uh, I know some people that on the other on the other side where it was you know when it was eight, seven and a half, some places they played some NC State. 
but I'm with you. I'm 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 pretty down on NC State after what I saw versus UConn uh, in things that that I that I agree it just aren't fixed. I don't think the offensive line is is particularly good. Wow. I don't think they have the, the skill talent to really move the ball. So um, I got and, I, and I'm a Brennan Armstrong fan, um, but you know you can't do it all by yourself. I mean, he was having to do it all by himself to beat UConn. So uh, now you're going to go up against uh, you know Sam Hartman and Notre Dame. So yeah, anything if I'd be in on uh, some more Notre Dame under a TD. Uh, did Trip Tepper in the chat? Did you guys max bet the UTEP plus three? No, Kanish asked me about it and missed the opportunity. Did you? Because I didn't. I, I'm feeling almost embarrassed that I didn't bet it. Yeah, I you know I bet again. There wasn't uh, it wasn't at open at a ton of places, so was able to to grab some there. But I, I know I was just assuming like after the Northwestern performance that we saw versus Rutgers was uh figuring there was going to be kind of an oversized and not not a Colorado level reaction, but a significant, uh, you know, marker reaction to what we saw from Northwestern, which was uh, rough to say the least. Uh, and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, high, I'm a little bit higher on, on UTEP than, than some that I bet them, uh, you know, in the, the extra game versus Incarnate Wood over the weekend. And then I thought week one versus Jacksonville state, they should have won. They, you know, kind of dominated that game and should have yeah. won. So I'm, I'm kind of high on UTEP in general uh, and, and, just one data point, and maybe Rutgers is better than we might have given them uh, even some credit for. Uh, but Northwestern could be uh, could be could be a long season because I tell you what, Howard is better than, than I thought. Dude, FCS. I don't yeah. know if if Northwestern doesn't win this game. Let me tell you something. They 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 could be staring at a bagel in the face. I pure power rings. I like Northwestern here. Are you kidding me? UTEP favorite on the road. Oof. I. I, my ratings, although I'm not, I'm conservative guys. So I, you know, I didn't downgrade Northwestern's power rating six points off of that performance against Rutgers. So maybe I should have, I just didn't. So my, my power ratings say value Northwestern plus one and a half there. Uh, Steve W in the chat, Brad, do you have reasoning on my Ohio that you like power ratings? I mean, and, and here's what I'm looking at. Uh, my power ratings say play against my Ohio last week. My power rings have said play on Massachusetts against New Mexico State and Auburn. And then all of a sudden I got a disparity with Miami, Ohio. My power rings closer to 10 and the early market was five, five and a half. I know even with a low total, I just, that's why I bet Miami, Ohio. Because, uh, you know, I haven't been overwhelmingly high on Miami, Ohio. I've been high on UMass. And all of a sudden my power rings all of a sudden are saying play against UMass. So that's what. Basically, it was there. And look, Miami, Florida might be a pretty damn good team. Yeah, they got, I know Miami, Ohio got dominated, but uh, I also think UMass now uh, week three across the country, New Mexico State, back home, across the country to you to Auburn, back home. I mean, now it's week three and Miami, Ohio needs a win. So I would I lay seven lean that way. I wouldn't. It was just, you know, get in front of a line move. That's what it is early in the week. Did you yep. uh, partake in my action there? Yep, yep, was with with you uh, last night. Grab betting some five, five and a half out there. Even at six, uh, it was still at seven. Now it's a little bit, you know, less uh, to see if you can. Yeah, I mean, if hey, fan, if Fanduel still got that one six and a half, and you're you're out there, you got access to it. I, I would buy that. I, I think anything under seven is good there. Um, yep. I agree with you. I think Miami, Miami of Florida, just you know showed out and friend. You're talking about like a massive different level of athlete than than what's in the MAC. Uh, and now you get to transition into. Uh, you know, going back to play UMass here, which um, I, I will say, and again, they're much better and all that. 
they 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 can't pass it. Like they literally have no passing offense. So um, I think that's going to be tough going against you know playing Gabbert and uh, you know uh, a, a little bit better of a, you know kind of a team that's more on Miami of Ohio's level there. So under seven is good. Chris Perry in the chat took us 52 minutes to get to this the game, and we'll break it down in a little bit more in depth, obviously, on the Friday show. We still like Texas plus seven or better. Do you, Kanish? Because I don't. I'll just be honest. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. You threw me a curveball <laughs> there. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not a believer in Jalen Milrow, and I know that all right. Alabama defense, talent-wise, all that, all that stacks up. And I know Texas a little bit of a slow start versus Rice, and that didn't look super crisp early. Um, I think if Texas comes out with the right game plan, is I don't believe in terms of Jalen Milrow as a passer against against Middle Tennessee. Sure, you know he was a uh, 15 of 18 or something. You know, pretty efficient in that. Um, I don't think you can just line up and run that RPO, uh, you know, type of style offense against a defense that has similar athletes. And Texas is isn't the, you know the elite of the elite defensively, but they got a lot of players. Um, and and I think this will be a game that'll be uh, you know for me at a touchdown or better. Uh, I'm still in on Texas. Obviously, you know, we, right. some we talked about all summer. Uh, and I'm not going to be you know there's some plenty of seven and a halfs out there. It's not one that uh, I'm, I'm buying off or anything. Uh, I like Texas over a TD for sure. There you go. I've got it. That's on the docket for me. I got to watch tape. For, I, I'm speaking out of some ignorance. I didn't really get dive deep in, into the Alabama or Texas games. Just didn't have much on those games. So I, I didn't watch them on Saturday. And, you know, unfortunately, we had a bunch of games on Sunday and whatnot that, that I was watching yesterday. Uh, Michael Schultz in the chat. Rutgers overreaction versus a horrific Northwestern team. Temple plus nine and a half. We did see the tens get taken away today, this morning, and you know I kind of agree with that move directionally, but not a huge power ratings value play for me. Uh, did, were you part of that uh, uh, Temple money earlier today? No, I had nothing. I'm I'm pretty. I mean, Temple was uh, on the ropes for Akron for a while. Yeah, they and, were. You know, Wimsett again. It could be a disastrous Northwestern team. Wimsett did look did look better than last year. I'll give him I'll give him credit yeah. that because he's a guy I you know shit on a lot uh, in the off season. He was he was better. Well, it wasn't like I was looking at Caleb Williams, but he definitely looked improved. Uh, and their offense was kind of able to consistently move the ball. So this isn't one. And I'm I'm not high on Temple just overall in general. So uh, I did not. But it would need to come down significantly further for me to want to get involved uh, laying a number with Rutgers there. Got a couple questions in the chat on this game. Arizona Mississippi State uh, got some minus eight. Would still like it at minus ten. Uh, Mickey Hill also brings it up. Uh, FanDuel over Arizona plus 18 and a half. Yeah, that was one of uh, the FanDuel bets I sent your way, buddy. Uh, uh, that was on the list. That was off. FanDuel, that's a horrific number, to be honest with you. Uh, but with that being said, I thought it was still too early in the week for me to even consider. But I, you know, I'm right in the middle. I mean, right, right around 10 is where I'd put it. So shame on me for not, you know, playing a little bit back on eight. I didn't have a, get a big enough limit uh, bet on Arizona pre-flop there to – to, to really want to hedge. So I don't know. I made a 10. Uh, Arizona got a nice cover. Uh, I bet against them last week. Mississippi state took some money in the market against yeah. uh, Southeast Louisiana. Did I haven't dived in. That was the case. I've made like 30 FCS bets. So that was one of two that went against me. Uh, yeah. So I, I, that's another game. I haven't dived in, dived into much. Did you get uh, any of those games, Arizona or Mississippi state over the weekend? No, uh, you know, as uh, yeah, Arizona was one that, you know, they that was uh, one of the, the games I did take a little part in over last weekend. And 
I think all you know offensively they'll be right there. So again, now down on was we were both pretty down on Mississippi State coming into the season. Uh, I'm not going to make too much of a uh, you know a, a uh, you know a grandstand after after beating up on Southeastern Louisiana, but this this will be a great tie. This is kind of a uh, you know good one that uh, I, at the current number I didn't really want to get involved in either way, um, but one that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know kind of a level set on where both teams are at there. We have a lot. I'm glad you mentioned that. There's a ton of matchups this week where we're going to get a good feel for, for where teams are at. I mentioned Oklahoma State, Arizona State earlier. We just mentioned this one. You kind of get a good feel. Didn't have, in my opinion, a lot of good data points from week zero and week one. We're going to get some data points uh, this week. Game we haven't even talked yet. I'm not sure it's a great value pick. Um, we'll talk. We'll deep dive more into it on Friday. Miami, Florida, Texas A&M. Is going to be a good data point on let, one of those let, two programs. Do you want to let have Zach pull that one? Do uh, you, you want to? Because I think we're consensus on this one uh, in terms of uh, the a play for the the Texas A and M Miami game gonna, here. I was told not to give it out from my bigger backers. What 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 are you uh, looking to get? <laughs> if you know why, if you know, I mean, this is uh, up to you. But uh, I think we uh, we have to fire. Away. If you tell me that it's going to get fired on tonight, then we'll go. I I think it uh, I think it, leaning that way as well uh, in terms of a, a total on this game. All right, yeah, we're going over the total. Uh, so this would be a, a bet for us, official bet uh, for the listeners. This is a really good bet, folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I doing I'm going to get so much shit for this because I was told not to do anything yet, keep it quiet. But who knows? There's a, this is one that I think multiple groups are looking to bet. Uh, obviously A&M's offense much improved. I am buying into it. I know it's just New Mexico. Uh, I'm buying into the improvements there. Miami's offense looked improved. Uh, we are not getting the same game anywhere near what we had last year between these no. two teams. Over's the way to go there. I've already bet it. Uh, I guess Kanish has as well. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I, I love this. So I, I, and I was a little skeptical of even, you know, Miami of Florida's offense um, going into the year. Look, look, very crisp, looks super talented. Um, yeah. You saw what Bobby P, you know, he completely uh, changed up their offense and now Texas A&M playing with more tempo and look great. Um, I, I I don't know. I love, I don't want to be like, oh, locker. I love over here. I think you'll obviously, and obviously you'll get some yeah, close line too. value. I know it's a popular one that was out there. Um, but I mean, this is one that I would have had more in the 54 type of range, uh, 54, you know, 55 yeah. type of deal um, at under 50 at 48 and a half, 49. Really, really like over there. Uh, this is one that um, I would be surprised if it didn't. I think this would be a little they bit in terms of what we saw last night between LSU and, you know, Florida State, where both teams are going to be kind of going back and forth, more tempo in the offense. Both offenses significantly improved from what they were last year. And for good reason, new coordinators, uh, you know, bad, healthy quarterback, better talent on the field. Like this one uh, quite a bit. Mickey, I, I, I hate to, I hate to do it to you, brother, but uh, I, I think this is one that uh, the over should, should, should be very good. Well, Mickey, you can turn around and rebet it uh, late in the week <laughs> at a much, much different number. <laughs> you're you're going to have some negative CLV. Uh, but that was positive. You know, one thing I didn't mention yet, uh, the big line movers were horrific. I, I had a tweet about this, like uh, the, the line movers of three points or more, even if you bet it prior to the move, like you said, oh, you know what? I'm going to correctly predict the 44 games that are going to move three points or more, you're going to win 20 and 24. 
<laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. That's before the move and 16 and 28 after the move if you're steam chasing. So just went to 50 and a half on Pinnacle. Uh, yep. Damn you, man. That is a really, really good bet, you guys, for watching this. I'm going to take shit because I was told not to get that. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean to hang you out to dry. That's how you should have. I, uh, I know that was one we talked about last night that uh, that was really good. That uh, Sorry, I did, didn't mean to blow up the spot there. That's I all right. Know, uh, no, that's good. That's why you need to watch this show, folks, because uh, you're going to get that, – that's that's a really sharp bet, in my opinion. It'll, watch it be 17 to 10, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, you're going to have CLV on that uh, one. Yeah, when, when they go back to the old Jimbo slow style, it's 10 to 3 in, a, in the third quarter. We'll, uh, we'll we'll have to delete this segment out of here. Yeah, yeah, we will. But that one's going to move. Speaking of moves, uh, another one at FanDuel. Yep, I, I did send this one to uh, Kanish yesterday. Cameron Pfeiffer in the in the uh, chat. That pit minus 3.5. Yeah, it was a horrific number uh, yesterday, uh, but still lean that way. I, I was, I don't know, is it seven or is it up to eight now? It, it was taking some more, yeah, a little bit more money across seven there. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with that Pit, pit uh, that was one we we both had a. <laughs> it was quite. A, I don't know. It was almost on bad beats there. Uh, that Whopper game when Pit hit the Oof. hit the late TD, but then we had our you know our Whopper. That's another. T- I, this is way too in the weeds, but like. They got rid of the triple option at Wofford and like the pass offense yeah. is absolutely, it looks like the army Navy thing where it's like, what have they done? They got rid of the triple option. It's terrible. So, uh, but yeah, I'm glad we got that, that back door on Wofford Oof. there. Yeah. The, we, the front door and then the back door and in one play that was hanging on for dear life. And then I was like, ah, oh, we got a loser. And then they hit it one, the only play they hit all day. Literally the only play they hit all day. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it was, I think it only had like 35 snaps Wofford on offense in that game. Uh, Moneyline ad in the chat cover. Uh, will FSU cover the 29 and a half? I like, so I bet Southern Miss in the game. I'm waiting for the first half market to open up. I like Southern Miss first half. That would be a nice size bet for me. Uh, what say you? I mean, I'm totally impressed with Florida State. I'm worried that the depth of this roster would get Southern Miss in the end full game. But uh, first half, there's one right now. Uh, a couple out there. Yeah, I don't want to blow that one up yet. Uh, but yeah, plus seventeen and a half would be a bet for me. Yeah, you know, I um, obviously, you know, Florida State you know, looked fantastic. I'm a little, you know, Southern Miss was a team that I was pretty bullish on last year. They couldn't really find a quarterback. Um, hard to take, uh, you know, a little bit in terms yeah. of like what their offense was was going into it. The Elkhorn game, I mean, I don't want to take too, but it wasn't um, wasn't overwhelming. You know, no, it was not. It was not overwhelming uh, from a team that is that is not. Very, very good there uh, on that from the SES level. So, um, you know, a little concerned they might just be absolutely outmanned. But um, yeah, I, I would lean that way too. Anyway, I saw some places open it back up 31. Um, didn't think it justified that level of adjustment, uh, even though, you know, Florida State kind of pulled away last night. But thought that was a little bit of a, yeah, yeah 29 and a half, probably where it should be now. Um, so, yeah, I don't have. Uh, don't have too much on there for where it's at currently. Where are you? I see a couple of people have to ask you. Iowa, Iowa State. Because um, I know that was one that Iowa State over the, you know, the weekend, the cover versus Northern Iowa got, you know, totally steamed down and then they, they blow them yeah. out. Um, I, I, my, my initial reaction is like the guys who got suspended for Iowa, like Deckers and that. Just weren't that just weren't that good. Like yeah. the, the guys they've lost just weren't that impactful. So um you know, maybe maybe downgraded Iowa State. I don't want to overreact to one game versus an FCS team. Um, and on the flip side, Iowa's offense after an early scripted drive, 
Yeah, I mean, I know I had to, again, I thought McNamara was was gonna be questionable and not go. He ends up going. And I, you know, don't get me wrong, a little nervous early, but after that first, you know, full drive they had, uh, there wasn't there wasn't much past that. You can't yes, average 25 points per game. If you can't score 25 against Utah State, it's over. I mean, good night, Irene. <laughs> the party's over. I mean, it really is. I, it's not looking good for Ferentz, uh, the son. He's going to get fired. Ah, a couple more games, and then we will, guys. We are going to talk tonight's game to close out the show. Uh, seen a lot of questions in the chat for a couple games here. James Madison, Virginia. Uh, I don't. Virginia's terrible. If Kanish was right. Thank you. You talked me out of uh, betting more on Virginia. Just so bad. Tony Musk gets hurt. Yeah, but I wasn't over one with James Madison, and no, I mean, no, now no, we're at no, a point now where some, you're laying seven on the road. I seven sound. If you got in before the move today, kudos. I did, I wasn't a part of it to be honest with you. I I'm not gonna be betting this game. No, there I did. Uh, there was one place that opened a 45 bet that had a small bet on the under there. Other than there that, go. um, I agree. You know what? I. I I don't want to. I just. I just don't want to be part of the, the backup quarterback. If Musket plays, would I absolutely take seven, seven and a half? Yes, but he seemed. Um, I, I don't want to say just reading into the injury a little. You know, like I. It's hard to tell early in the week here, but the backup was more doubtful and questionable. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. And the backup will look really. And there's offense, and I hate it anyway. So um, yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, it, it would be a, you know, unless Musket can make a miraculous recovery, probably nothing on that one for me. Tony Elliott's in trouble. They're going to give yeah, him some, great, uh, they're going to give Good him some uh, leeway because of what happened last year. But I'm telling you on the field, th- this is a horrific situation. I mean, Virginia is quickly becoming the worst power five team in the country. Uh, another game that's been asked a bunch on Boise UCF. I kind of like the over in that game. Uh Boise ran some decent tempo. Probably could have scored more against Washington. I'm not saying that they were the right side. Washington annihilated them uh, in the past game. UCF looked good offensively. Uh, yeah, as long as the weather holds out. I mean, over 57 and a half looks good to me. Yeah, I would agree. You know what? It's one of those where I think, you, you know, you had Boise versus, uh, you know, very elite opponent. Washington kind of get ran out. And then UCF versus, you know, one of the worst teams in, uh, you know, in all of FBS. Uh, you know, so, we might be seeing a little bit of uh, an overreaction there on that line, but am I running to the window to to lay it with Boise? Probably not. Um, I agree with you. If anything, it'd be uh, an overplay there, but I don't think I'm going to get involved in the side in that one. New, last one, then we'll talk tonight's game. New Mexico State Liberty. I'm. If you saw money on New Mexico State uh, this morning, that was me. Uh, I kind of like New Mexico State here. I, I don't like Liberty. Uh, very fortunate. Yep. To, to get, uh, you know, depending on what number you got in, in the BG game, but they're very fortunate to cover. And I hate Bowling Green this year. Uh, was not impressed with what I saw from Liberty. I think they're plus three uh, or plus four in turnovers. New Mexico State bounced back immediately. Keep in mind, there was a little bit of misleading with the UMass game. Uh, they bounced back last week, and we'll see. I mean, and you can call Liberty's got revenge because New Mexico State smoked them last year, but I'm not buying into that with a new coaching staff, so – uh, yeah, anything above 10, I'm New Mexico State for me. What say you? I'm saying uh, if we're going to make the conference title game, we need this baby outright. <laughs> give me give me the Aggies here. I'm with you on this one. Uh, we're I'm taking 11? That's a fair number, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like you it. You want to put it in as a bet? I'll leave it up to you, Mr. Aggie. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm in on. Uh, you don't have to talk me into New Mexico State, baby. I'm in. I did. I agree with you. Join some uh, eleven there, and then I would bet. Uh, I agree. I'm, I, 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 I'm with you. I was not impressed by Liberty whatsoever. Team that kind of was down on coming into the year. Um, and hey, New Mexico State uh, has been. Uh, we, we've been carrying the flag for them this year. So I agree. I think this closes uh, closer to you know ten nine and a half. Yeah, I agree. Keep in mind, also read the tea leaves. Liberty took a lot of money against them last week. Uh, New Mexico State took money on them. I know it was an FCS game and whatnot, but the beauty of, of as you get through the season, you can start connecting the dots with market moves, with performances and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, kudos. I'm glad we got another bet in there on New Mexico State. All right, let's talk tonight's game. I haven't, I haven't done reading here in the last hour or so, but I, I guess there's a ton of money coming in on Duke. Are you part of this team? I'm not. I'm, I'm actually leaning towards Clemson. I know, you know, we've been on, uh, you know, different side, but at, at significantly, you know, different prices. I know you weren't on Clemson early. I bought some Duke uh, as it got into the, you know, the 13 range. Um, I, I kind of, I think this is a little bit correlated where there's been a big under move yeah, and what you've seen. Point. And, you know, a lot of these times is when you've got, you know, a, a dog that's up there in the, you know, 14, 21 range. You see the total come down, you know, three, four, five points. Uh, then the dog's just going to come with it. So I, I would say pretty probably, uh, you know, tied to, to all the under money that's come in there. Um, but now, you know what, if you haven't, if you haven't gotten involved either way, I think, um, you know, it's one of those where, uh, the, you know, the price to play, you know, Duke was when you, you, you could have had them at, you know, thir- even I think uh, 14 flash for a little bit, but there was 13, 13 and a half for quite a while there. Uh, it wouldn't be one that I was jumping in now, but I even, you know, some people I, that with even still liked the the under when it was you know 55 54 and a half um obviously you know we've we've played it at a you know a few few numbers uh long ago but um uh there were there's some people i bet with uh you know that that you know even the wait till game day liquidity that still thought uh still thought under was good here i uh i'm on a you know i think club nick uh you can I don't know. I think FanDuel has two sixty-two and a half. I went under for him on on passing yardage. Uh, not not this isn't the Sam Jackson level under banger. Um, but there's what where look at that giving out a bet right before. I love 264, it. Two sixty-four, two sixty-six and a half. Uh, whatever. If you want to go two sixty-four, Zach, because that's the most widely available. Um, I, I like the club Nick under a passing yardage there. Uh, I think uh, you know they respect what Mike Elko does. Uh, I think that's a big number for a guy that. I'm going to have to see I, – I, I'll pay to see it, baby. It's one of those that um, I didn't think he was particularly sharp last year. I know it's a new offense and all that, um, but for a game that's been hitting under, I still think Clemson will try and establish uh, the run, have more of the advantage trying to run the ball there. So I like under on his passing yardage uh, in the 260s. Uh, I would be surprised if they – that you know, this would if, if he gets above 300 in that, then then it'll be a Clemson cover. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to – I, I went under 266 so. there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know on that front, uh, I don't know that you know I think Clemson's better than what they've been the last couple of years, but they, they still don't have the wide receivers. What they have gotten a little bit better, at least from my eye test watching spring games, they got a little bit more girth on the offensive line. Last I checked, uh, Will Shipley's still there, Phil Moffa's still there. They're still going to run uh, the, the football. Yeah, a couple announcements before we let you guys go. We had over 400 concurrent viewers. That's a record for us here. Uh, the, so kudos for you guys for watching us as the show continues to grow here. We set a record also for likes, well over 150, which was the goal here from 
the the pizza man and, and uh, your boy Moretto. <laughs> yeah, we keep, and, and I know you say this, but I mean, I'm not a big ego guy, but you and I are we're killing it on this. Uh, but we're definitely helping them guys out. So we're gonna have to. We got an agent. We'll have to renegotiate our contract. I, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> this is gonna be like uh, you know walking into Portnoy's office and telling him uh, you know uh, telling him to double the double the fees here. <laughs> Love it. So. Uh, before we head out of here, do you got any closing thoughts? No, I'd say, uh, obviously, uh, you know, exci- excited for week two here. Um, and hopefully, you know, get some more plays in there on Friday. Uh, and appreciate, I mean, obviously the the chat and the the views and everything and the likes has been has been crazy. So it's uh, it's really blowing up here. So I appreciate everybody yep. uh, for listening. Yeah, that, oh, hey! the thursday night game thursday uh yeah i don't know i'll probably do we're doing I don't, i'm sure we'll have some live watch long going if you want to see me uh stroke out when mahomes has three tds in the first quarter money came in on detroit what was that was part of it blue horseshoe likes the lions what do you think about that well, I, 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 I liked it until you just told me that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was over the summer. I sprinkled some seven. But under a TD now, uh, you know, it's getting a little, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'll have to pay. This. Our friend of the show, Hitman, took uh, a Gibbs, if you want a prop there, a Gibbs receiving yardage over in the high 20s. So, and I agree. I think he'll be, a, you know, a massive part of the passing game there, uh, so uh, I don't know what's again. I'm not sure what's. I haven't looked at the board there, but hey, if you want another prop bet there, uh, friend of the show had uh, liked the Gibbs receiving yardage and all-purpose yardage over. So I think 21 nine and a half was the the final. I, I thought that'd be more widely available. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully he's not well, he's running a top time. service on one out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so hopefully uh, I didn't I didn't jam him up there, but uh, yeah, I think uh, he liked it at uh, at, at tw- up to 29 and a half. You'll get phone calls. I was going to say, I'm well, gonna, like I will on the total, now. the Miami total that we gave out. But <laughs> that, guys, that's why you stay until the very end because you never know what you're going to get. You got a couple of prop bets at the very end. So you got to stay tuned. And, and guys, make sure you're Steve subscribed. Steve W. in the, the chat. Very interesting. We didn't see the blue horseshoe today in the chat. Very interesting. That, uh, he's uh, been, uh, huh, imagine he's that. been so quiet. I haven't he got a text from him. be busy. Yeah. Humbled, hopefully. Humbled. <laughs> Still, hopefully he gets humbled again, to be honest with you, because he can't get enough the way he was running his mouth. That is the legend, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. For the producer extraordinaire, Zach Phillips. Guys, make sure you're subscribed to the Hit The Books YouTube channel so that you get notified in real time whenever a new episode drops or we go live. You just watched a record-setting Hit The Books show, part of the Hammer Betting Network. We'll talk to you guys Friday.